0: you're listening to the fantasy alarm fantasy football podcast with with host howard bender and john and pemba what's going on fa nation john and pemba here with howard bender it's the fantasy alarm nfl dfs podcast here week 18 howard if there is a ever a more questionable week when it comes to football in general, uh, the last week of the season tends to be it, and now we're throwing the monkey wrench in of COVID injuries and whatnot. It's going to be a, a pretty interesting playbook that you got on your hands this week.
1: Yeah, I was just actually saying, so by the time people are reading this, they'll have already seen the uh, the two-game playbook for uh, for the Saturday Slay, right? Because you published this on, on Saturday mornings? Yeah, Saturday morning generally, Yeah. Yeah, the DFS podcast will probably be out before the before the uh, two game slate. Or no, no, I mean before the playbook, but not before the two game slate. I'm going to probably bring that out. But, you know, the problem is though is that I'm not going to release that until tomorrow morning, Saturday morning because I need to see who's in and out. Like I'm fine with the the Kansas City Denver game, 100%. No big deal. No big whoop. I know what to expect in that game. I know what I'm looking for. It's the Dallas-Philly game that all of a sudden now looks like a, just, an, a, just a hot mess, John. Just a hot mess. All the Eagles have COVID, right? And uh, and now all of a sudden we're starting to see that the uh, the Cowboys uh, are dealing with it too. Like I'm looking at the Cowboys right now and Tony Pollard's out. Tyron Smith is out. Micah Parsons is out. Anthony Brown is out. Trevon Diggs is out. J-Ron Curse is out. So they might just turn around and be like, you know what? Screw it. I mean, we're probably, we have the chance to move up to the number two seed. It seems like an unlikely event here, but they're facing the Eagles and they have no Miles Sanders, no Boston Scott, no Jordan Howard, no Dallas Goddard. They're missing two off. They're probably going to be missing two offensive linemen and missing like three guys in their secondary to COVID. So this second game, I just, I really don't know what to make of it at all.
0: I mean, yeah, that it's, we, we've been dealing with this intermittently all season long, right? But when you have an entire game with basically full rosters <laughs> that it's spreading through, yeah, how are you supposed to confidently uh, recommend a player in these situations? And, and we're going through it with the end as well. Obviously, I do a lot of NBA coverage. For example, tonight, the Utah Jazz, we're missing like eight regulars. And we do our best to do the research, but... You know They had three guys in their starting five tonight that were playing in the G League, right? It's like, I don't know who these guys are, right? Like right. I don't I don't know how well they're going to play. I'll do my best, right? They're all going to be popular because they're free. So you almost have to put them in there, but trying to do the best analysis of how these guys are going to play when they move into these roles, it's difficult. It's certainly a challenge, the new challenge that COVID pre- presents and already a uh, sometimes difficult thing when it comes to DFS, Howard.
1: Sometimes difficult, very difficult. That's, yeah. It's definitely a, a problem. It's definitely a problem. A lot of stuff happening. A lot of stuff going on. Should be very interesting to say the least. Right. But let's focus yeah. on the uh, let's focus on the Sunday slate. We've got a pretty good idea of I think directions that we want to take. That article that Coop posted on uh, FantasyAlarm.com talking about all the the contract incentives and the milestones that uh, a lot of these players can hit. That's that's going to be valuable, especially when you're trying to pick your players.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. You got to figure out who's in it for the money. What teams are still playing for something and not only what teams are playing for something, but like what teams are playing for something, but then also may shut it down. Like for example, the, the Buffalo bills, right. They're still playing for the division, but if they take a look at at Sunday and they're up 32, nothing on your jets, right. And the Patriots are down to Miami. Josh Allen may not play the second half or may not play the fourth quarter like in a situation where they feel like they have this pretty locked in and they, well, it it may seem like that they have something to play for. They ultimately end up done. Right. Those are certain decision-making things, certain decisions that we have to make when putting together lines. But yeah, you go to fantasy alarm, right? Coop's corner, what I'm watching week 18 incentives and motivations. And he's got them broken down by game, start time players who have not only like monetary uh, incentives they hit but guys that are playing for certain records that are, are within range t.j watt chasing after michael strahan sack record jonathan taylor chasing after edrian james was a colts team rushing record like all that sort of stuff or sorry he's, he's looking after 2,000 yards or whatever right so like all those things are on there it's a great article by Coop. definitely one that everybody should be going to check out right now
1: no doubt all right are you ready to sink our teeth into this Sunday main slate. Yeah. So let's, let's do
0: it. We're, we start off at the quarterback position. I already kind of talked about Josh Allen. It is a great matchup for him. We saw last week in, in what should have also been a great matchup against Atlanta, 120 yards and three interceptions. Not great. Still ended up with almost 24 fantasy points. Why? Cause he got two rushing touchdowns and 81 yards uh, rushing on the ground. So even when Josh Allen isn't capable of, isn't having a good passing day, he's still coming through with a, a solid fantasy day due to uh, his rushing upside. Now, again, Howard, I want to ask you how much of an impact do sort of the game situations play into who you're playing this week? At the top of this list, you have Josh Allen. We're not, we're pretty sure Rodgers isn't going to play, right? Like, there's, he doesn't no, have a No, niche. no,
1: no, no. They're talking about Rodgers playing.
0: That's is he gonna the, play the whole that's, game.
1: That's, well, see, that's the thing. That's the messed up thing is that Rodgers, like, the question is, what are they doing with it? Because Matt LaFleur said that Rodgers is going to start. We know that Devontae Adams is looking for 22 receiving yards to beat Jordy Nelson's uh, single season record. All right. And if you, so Devontae Adams is looking to get that record, and and Aaron Rodgers wants to be the guy who's going to throw him the ball, right? To have that record, that, you know, him and Rodgers working together. The question is, does. Matt Lafleur pull Rodgers immediately after that, or does they do they let Rodgers go a little bit longer? Yeah,
0: that right. So let me ask you, do you would you are you playing Aaron Rodgers this week? This no, week? I'm not playing
1: Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Are you playing Josh this week? I'm debating whether or not to play Josh out because I'll tell you what, Stefan Diggs who needs seven catches, all right, to get a 1.55 million dollar bonus to trigger. He also needs 241 receiving yards, which I don't see that happening there. But you're telling me Josh Allen isn't going to get Stefan Diggs as many opportunities as he possibly can in this one? I mean, the Jets are terrible. Like Stefan Diggs has a receiving yards prop of 73 and a half, right? It's minus 115 on DK. I'm taking the over on that. I'm hammering the over because I think Josh Allen feeds him the ball a lot. And if, if they're up 31 nothing on the Jets at halftime, how are they getting those 31 points? Is it, is it Josh Allen to Diggs? Is it Josh Allen running one in on his own? Right. Um. Or are you telling me that it's going to be uh, all Devin Singletary scoring?
0: Well, that's right. And Singletary had a huge game last week, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know, right? Like, those. obviously, Allen's in a great situation, but if that game gets out of hand to where Buffalo's up, up big and, and New England's falling behind Miami, like, they could sit him down there, you have Tom Brady and everything that's going on with Tampa Bay. They're they're at home against Carolina. In the same you know,
1: situation, if they're it, scoreboard it
0: watching. Right. So you're not playing Josh Allen this week. I don't think so. I mean, listen, I, I wrote him up. I love the matchup. Uh, it all depends on if you think New England is going to win against Carolina. I mean, against Miami, right? Because if Miami, if New England wins and Buffalo loses, then... New England has the AFC titles, AFC's titles. I think we can
1: agree, John. I think we can be adults here and say that there is literally zero chance that the Bills lose this game to the Jets.
0: The Jets almost beat Tampa Bay last week. It took a last-minute touchdown. John. Howard.
1: I will bet you $1,000 that the Bills easily win this game. The Bills almost lost to the Falcons last week. Do you want to take the bet? What's the bet? I, I say that the bills win this game handily bills. I'll bet you the bills probably even cover that stupid spread.
0: <laughs> the 16 and a half.
1: Yeah. Dude, they're going to destroy the jets. The jets have <laughs> j- just want to get the hell out of here.
0: Yeah. I want, all right. Fine. 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 fine, fine. I'll, 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 so sorry. Right, so then is Kyler Murray, the top quarterback we're willing to
1: trust here. The guy's been such a, a crybaby for the last couple of weeks. And it's been so in like inconsistent. I don't know. I think If I'm paying up for a QB, I think the the most expensive I go is like Stafford against the the 49ers. Yeah. The thing that I
0: hesitate with the Stafford call is the 49ers' recent success against the Rams. They won four straight games. And the fact that Stafford
1: is a bottom five quarterback in the first half throughout this season? What is he? He's a bottom five quarterback over the first half or second half? In the first half. In the first half. Oh, in the first half of games. Yeah. a bottom five QB.
0: Yeah. He only had 11 fantasy points against the 49ers in that first game. That worries me. It was <laughs> right. Like they're, they're, there's obviously something there where the 49ers have figured something out with McVay and they've lost four straight. now. Even with the new quarterback, they were able to sort of shut down whatever they're doing in their offense and live with them. And now they're home here. But again, you know, the 49ers
1: beat the Rams at home last year. That's concerning,
0: right? That okay. Is-
1: so you're not playing Josh Allen. You're not playing Aaron Rodgers. Are you not? Are you playing Tom Brady? I don't know. I so the thing is, like, I don't think they were just going to hand the football
0: off to Le'Veon Bell or Keyshawn Vaughn, right? I, Brady at home to close out a season. He's approaching. I mean, he's only ten yards off five thousand. But I mean, like, I, I may
1: trust Brady in this situation
0: more than others.
1: Okay. I mean, listen, Rob Gronkowski, right? Seven catches and eighty-five yards away from a million-dollar bonus. Right. If he gets three touchdowns in this game also, it's another half mil.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The prop on Rob Gronkowski for receiving yards is 66 and a half. It's minus 115 on DK. I'm hammering that over on that one. So, right. I'm listen, I look at Tom Brady exactly as I look at Josh Allen. Could he sit in the second half because of a big lead? Yes. So, he either has to get all his points in the first half or I could be screwed in my lineups.
0: Yeah, I, I think Brady is probably the top guy I would go to. What are your thoughts on the, the recent Russell Wilson performances? Obviously, last week against Detroit, before that against Chicago, six total touchdown passes. You got three to Metcalf. Metcalf's got four over the last two. Arizona sort of stumbling here at the end. Do you have any interest in,
1: in Wilson here? Yeah, I've got some interest in, in Russell Wilson. I definitely do. I Listen, the love fest that we're hearing out of Seattle now, where Wilson's like, I want to be, I want to win multiple championships with the Seattle Seahawks, right? DK Metcalf said he doesn't want to go anywhere. Tyler Lockett just had a thousand yard incentive bonus kick in for him. And he's, I've, I've got him fixing for a big day. So I do like Russell Wilson as a possibility. Not my favorite quarterback though. Just in general or? uh, No, no, I mean on the slate for this week. I do like him, but he's not my favorite. Okay, who is your favorite quarterback on the slate? Oh, wouldn't you like to know? Take a wild guess. Is it Huntley? No, it's not Huntley. Who is it? Wow. You really just give it up after one guess like that. I tell you, man. No, never mind. I'm going Taysom Hill this week, man. Taysom Hill. I I was in the ballpark, at least. Same skill set. (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely. Same skill set. Similar. But I mean, listen, I just have no faith in Atlanta. Atlanta can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. I think Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara eat this week big time. I've been trying on, I've been using them in some lineups over the last couple of weeks and it's all culminating here. To the week 18 success don't deviate from the plan bender get yourself some some Taysom hill in there i think he's definitely got i think he's got a great shot at just i mean listen even if he just throws for 175 yards and a touchdown right maybe runs one in two. that's where i think the uh, the whole thing's gonna be i know that the over under in this game is low right it's like 38 39 yeah something like that, but I think that might just be, for me, a little bit more on the lines of, what the hell is Atlanta, really? Who are they? I mean, are they really going to show up for this final game at home in a meaningless situation, or are you banking more on the Saints who need the win? Like, a, a Saints win and a Rams win puts the Saints into the playoffs. Yeah. No, it's – yeah, I think that's interesting. I
0: I like Taysom. I know I, last week I was trying to – talk, I talked you out of, I think, or at least – partially off of the Kamara Taysom Hill stack there in, in their matchup. Obviously, uh, Kamara did not, have it, did not get it going on the ground, but did have that touchdown catch just kind of saved the day for him there. But I have him in my playbook. I mean, for the quarterback coach, I do like Hill and I have Huntley in there too because of just how bad the Pittsburgh defense is here. I know that the Steelers are playing for stuff and maybe there's definitely some motivation there for Big Ben's last hurrah here. But I, I think Huntley just against this team, being at home, the unique skill set that he has, similar to what Lamar can do. Even when he has sort of a bad game, he can save you on the ground. That's kind of a spot where I'm leaning.
1: Okay. I mean, listen, I'm not going to hate on uh, on Huntley. He's a, He's been very good for, for what the Ravens have, have given him and needed him. I hear that Marquise Brown is supposed to play. Yeah, he's got that weapon. He's got that. What about the—and probably as, as low as I'll go, I won't even—I'm not going to entertain the the Brandon Allens or the Trevor Lawrences or even Zach Wilson in, in this matchup here. Not even Andy Dalton. And I know that it's a good matchup against Minnesota, but not even Andy Dalton. But the Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance stuff that's going back and forth, it's a must-win situation. They both have the the same price. So you could theoretically you could build a San Francisco stack against the Rams if you believe that the Niners are going to win, and you could use either quarterback. I'll tell you what, if in, if, if Garoppolo starts, then I'm out 100%, right? Because I think that Aaron Donald messes him up enough to to chase him from the game. Trey Lance starts though, I could be in on uh, on this situation here, especially because of his uh, his rushing ability. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that is that is the wild card with a lot of these
0: Taysom Hills, Trey Lance's, Tyler like, right? Like their ability to go for 100 on the ground and only needing then like 200 yards passing and anything else there is gravy certainly helps. And yeah, listen, he performed, I think, now it was a matchup against Houston, but he got off to a rough start, but turned it around quickly, completely and including 70% of his passes, had the two scores. I don't mind it. Like I said, I think they're going to scheme things up to do what he does well. But yeah, I, I like that. I, I also don't mind Kirk Cousins here. I know he's in the mid tier. Coming off COVID, I'm not overly worried about that. They're home against Chicago. I know he didn't uh, have a great game against Chicago, but that was in Chicago. Now they're back home. In a dome, better passing environment there. Yeah, I do like Cousins, I think, in this mid-team. At $6,100 on DraftKings. And if I had to look at uh, some player props at the quarterback position, Howard, I know we're going to try to mix in a few of these that we do like. I want to throw back to to the Russell Wilson discussion that we had there. Because you are starting to throw a little bit more, and DK Metcalf has talked about, the impact that Rashad Penny has brought to their defense now where they're lately, they're having to see uh different sets. It's like a one safety high or something like that, because teams are having to worry about Penny running all over them. And Russell Wilson's only 235 and a half. So if this ends up being sort of a competitive back and forth game between Arizona and Seattle, I could see Wilson going for the over on that number. I like that.
1: I like that. All right. We're going to do a couple of quarterback props here. I haven't, they haven't, it hasn't been posted yet, but Kyler Murray rushing yard. I'm gonna wait and see what happens here, but you know, in this matchup against Seattle, who can can chase the quarterback out of the out of the pocket, and that'll be fine for Kyler Murray. I'll take the over until it hits 54 and a half rushing yards, and once it hits 54 and a half, then I'll uh, then I'll pivot to the under.
0: Yeah, that's fine. That's a good one. The rushing yards for quarterbacks are always, I feel like I never end up on the right side of those. I'm like, oh, <laughs> of course he can run for 50 yards saying he's a mobile quarterback and he runs for like, yeah, I think those ones I tend to stay clear of. I like the ones where it's like Tom Brady, a half a yard. <laughs> right those are always the fun ones yeah you until, have, you, uh,
1: until you until you lose that on him taking a knee three times right ex- right exactly those ones
0: are always funny you know, i do I, you know, I play a lot of prize picks howard we do we talk you and i talk about that every now and then i mean those are the props that i always sort of laugh at the 12 and a half rushing yards for andy dalton it's like mm-hmm. is, he gonna, is he gonna scramble one big scramble right and he's got it where where do we go there yeah so for me that's the passing yardage prop for for russell wilson it's definitely something i'm looking at and you have the uh the rushing yards there on, on Kyler. So and Kyler, yep, yeah, yep, those, yep. Are, those are good. All right, let's run on over to the quarterback, the running back position. Sorry, that was the quarterback position. Again, we've talked about it. Jonathan Taylor here going up against Jacksonville. Is 2000 rushing yards really in range? Probably not. Needs 266 on the ground to get it done. But it could t- in terms of total yardage, Howard, he he is very close. Uh, he's already over that number, actually. So for the team, total yard record, I think is what Coop has in his article. That's something that I think he's going to be shooting for. They're going to hand the ball off a lot, and it's a great matchup for them to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it really comes down to just can you afford to have Jonathan Taylor in your lineup, right? I mean, it's the same argument. It's the same thing that we had last week, Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup, because having both of them means you, it's way too many dart throws which, shit, man, last week's dartboard probably would have done really well for us there. But so I guess the question is, I mean, yeah, because listen, smash spot here against Jacksonville. They're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. But the I guess the question is going to be, do we have lower tiered priced more running backs than that we can fade Jonathan Taylor? Or is it paying down at wide receiver and fading Cooper Cup?
0: Oh, man, it's hard to it's hard to fade Cooper Cup. Right, like that is...
1: When he needs 12 catches, right, to set the record. Yeah. And what does he need in in, in receiving yards? Yeah, so I I, I think Stafford does everything in his power to try and make that happen. So then that means, John, we're going to need to take a look and see what running backs we can get cheaper in order to fade Jonathan Taylor. Right. All right. So where do you lean then?
0: Obviously the top tier guys that are going to be out for you, Taylor. I know you do like Kamara. You've already talked about it. So I'm sure in some lineups, some formats, you're not full fading you know, Kamara or Taylor. There'll probably be pivot lineups and if we're playing the three maxes or 20 maxes like we do. Like there'll be some exposure. We're not saying nothing here, but let me ask you, Aaron Jones, obviously listed as questionable. A.J. Dillon 6200. Is that where maybe you would start your lineups here against Detroit?
1: Again, I don't really know. And I'll tell you, because this is the question. Are they just going to are they going to use A.J. Dillon? Are they going to run A.J. Dillon? Like if they're going to sit the starters, then A.J. Dillon should be included in that conversation. Right. Because he is. He is still sort of the
0: backup running back, though. Like, Like he would be the guy, I think, to get this run. He got the end of the season run last year. That's where he made his name. Uh, mm-hmm. basically so well
1: aaron jones is questionable and i could see them holding him out i could definitely see them holding him out yeah i guess it would be dylan or patrick taylor there so how much is dylan oh he's 6200 on DraftKings. Yeah. yeah that's
0: what i'm saying like that's a nice little mid-tier against detroit that just got you know ran all over by penny last week
1: well and you know what i mean 300 more
0: get you penny do you look at penny yeah, you could. I feel like Arizona's run defense is strong. Yeah, I like the idea of Penny's recent success because I think it's going to open up a little bit more for Wilson in this game. So I think I'd probably lean that direction. But if you're looking for a guy that should at least just be on the field all game, right? Like Penny fits that, right? If you are worried about Dylan at all, then then Penny's your guy. So. Yeah. Um, well i don't
1: know man i think if if dylan is not my guy i'd probably rather go down than than up you got devin singletary who's a couple of well, hundred cheaper do you, you do got you
0: worry about him at all if buffalo if, we, if we're worried about josh allen would you be worried about singletary not getting the carries in this
1: game wait i guess it would have to we would have to see who's who's active and who's inactive right, right? it's I like guess. matt
0: reed is active wouldn't you think breeda gets those like Trash carries at the end.
1: What about Zach Moss? If Zach Moss is active, he gets the trash. Right? So what about Elijah Mitchell then? It's a must win for San Francisco.
0: I like it better, I think, if Garoppolo is the quarterback.
1: I agree 100% there if Garoppolo is the QB.
0: Yeah. All right. So Mitchell at 6K is good. Sonny Michelle, (laughs) I actually like Sonny Michelle here. Again, the only running back they have really on their team. I don't think we're going to see... I mean, have we gotten official Acre's word yet? I mean... I think Acres yeah, will. I think Acres
1: will get a couple of a right? carry or two.
0: Yeah, like I think he'll probably he'll, he'll get five touches. Right, and the rest will be Sony Michelle. Michelle yeah, six but, six K. All
1: right, so here's my anti Sony Michelle pitch.
0: Okay.
1: All right, San Francisco gets a lead. Right in the first half, Matthew Stafford completely struggles in the first half. San Francisco builds a lead. The Rams go to fight back. Right. And while the San Francisco is trying to run the ball and chew the clock up, Stafford becomes a second half passing machine. Not to mention the fact that he wants to get Cooper Cup this record, 12 catches for 171 yards. That's a lot of passing that needs to take place in order to make sure that he gets that. So I kind of feel like there's a possibility that Sonny Michelle gets game flowed out of this one yeah I think that's a good call if you're
0: if we're buying into the narratives which you and I clearly are, then yeah that's probably accurate. That's probably a good way to take a look at it right they're They're probably gonna have to throw a ton they wanna throw a ton, and if it gets to that point, how much how involved is michelle gonna gonna be well, I guess my question is like do they wanna win or do they wanna get the records right I mean you know that also plays a little bit of a role, I think too. They can't just haphazardly throw you know,
1: no, but I don't think you need to haphazardly throw I think. Again, I think they play to win the game. I just think that San Francisco being really hungry, being as how what Kyle Shanahan has done against McVay, right? Niners have won last, what, five out of six? Yeah. So if San Francisco gets out to that lead, if Matthew Stafford does struggle early, then I think that they just, yeah, it's it's. I mean, that's all. It's the game flow thing. I don't think that the Rams throw haphazardly. I think the Rams play to win this one. But if they lose it, I don't think it's going to be a catastrophic event for them. Sure. That's fair. I, I mean, I what's the Let me go to the standings here in the playoffs just so I can see for sure before I totally sign off on that. All right, so if Tampa wins and the Rams lose, all right? Then then the Rams will end up as the 3rd seed unless Arizona wins also. So if the Rams lose and Tampa wins, and Arizona wins, then yes, then the Rams could get knocked down to the number five seed. That's bad. Yeah, that's um, bad.
0: Less less than ideal, I think, is what they say that what they call
1: that. So yeah, I could see a lot of passing in this one, desperate to win for the uh, for the Rams.
0: So again, we're still in the mid tier. Yeah, so do you do you like Rondre here. Is Bill I mean...
1: Belichick gonna sit Damian Harris or at least pull back on Harris, knowing that he's got him for the playoffs, knowing that. The only way that they can advance in seeding is if the Bills lose to the hapless Jets. Yeah, yeah. I think that
0: uh, that's probably a good call, right? I mean, think about it this way. If you want to play A.J. Dillon, just play Ramondre
1: Stevenson, right? Yeah, yeah, I like Steven's call. What about Deonta Foreman going up against uh, Houston? (laughs) Hey, you know what?
0: Hat tip to Deonta Foreman. Had him in my team in the championship last week. Things were looking bleak based off of the week 16 performance. Just monster effort against Miami though. Thank you, Don Foreman there for the championship win. But yeah, I don't mind it. You know what? Good. It's a good call. It's a great matchup against Houston. You can definitely run on them, and he's maybe got a little bit more to prove there also. So I'm not gonna argue too much with you on that one. It gets it? Just gets so gross. <laughs> like, it doesn't. Where do you I mean? Do you like Keshawn Vaughn here? Do you like Samaje Perine?
1: No. I don't like Vaughn. I don't like Pirine. I certainly don't like Wale. I don't even like Rex Burkhead. They The Texans signed Rex Burkhead to, a, to a, a one-year contract extension. And my take on that one was because Rex Burkhead, if he plays 30% of the overall snaps, he gets like $135,000, right? Yeah. So he could end up with that. another bonus triggers if he gets 103 rushing yards. My feeling about this was Houston management saying, listen, we're probably not, we're not going to run you to the point where we're hoping that you can get it. We're not going to give you carries just so you can try and get this one. We're going to try to win this game. And yes, hopefully then that that gives you more carries, but we're looking at this more in lines of you'll get your snap share bonus, but you're not getting the, the rushing yard bonus. And, as a sign of good faith and thank you for your service, we're gonna sign you to a one year extension here, yeah, I think that's possible, so I'm kind of out on on burkhead i okay. mean he's got a he's got a rushing yards prop of forty one and a half, which I'll take the over on that one for sure forty one and a half seems a little on the low side, but I mean he could very well just be game float out of this one too, sure. What about Michael Carter? There's really no reason for the Jets not to could put him on the field, right? No, if he's fully back from his concussion, I think that they could uh, they could do that. Yeah, I mean it's definitely a, a possibility there. Do I want to? To me, that's kind of like that's banking on your garbage time more than anything. You're gonna look play the game. I look at it as
0: they, they could always think, they check down to him a lot too, right? So yeah, or they could they should check down to him more. I guess lately they haven't, but we know it's in
1: his skill set. We do know it's in his skill set. So, who's your favorite pay down running back then? Like, where's the low end? Is it Stevenson at 5,900 on DraftKings? Is that the lowest you'd go? Or Foreman at 57? Yeah, it might be.
0: Unless we get more work, like news, it certainly could be. What do you think about Gibson against the Giants?
1: Yeah, I think Gibson against the Giants is definitely a, a decent play. 5,800, he's right in that range. Giants are terrible. I guess it comes down to Gibson's health, and he's always banged up, and it's kind of a meaningless game for for both teams there. So I don't necessarily know how I feel about that. I was actually, it's kind of funny. I was going to, did you see that Chase Edmonds is out for this week, right? I
0: did. Are you, are you looking at Benjamin here?
1: But, ah, man, if Connor sits. Do you look to Eno Benjamin just because of, of the ridiculous, insane pay down there? I don't even know. I'm looking. I'm scrolling through DraftKings right now, and he is bottom of the barrel, dude. He's 4K. Min. What? He's 4K. 4K. He's 4K. He's 4K.
0: I mean, he maybe that would be it, right? He's going to be on the field. We saw him when Edmonds was out earlier, but that was with Connor active. Catches passes catches passes would he be the back or would jonathan ward be the lead back do you think
1: i think they'd both play jonathan ward that could be an interesting
0: one no doubt so we have well again 425 so maybe we'll know maybe we won't but we could have some dart throw arizona plays here i'm running back props howard if we're looking at yardage totals for this weekend slate but which ones are you which ones are you leaning
1: towards you got any favorites i do have a couple of them actually uh, i told you the rex burke had one i'll hammer the over on 41 and a half rushing yards jonathan taylor longest rush I'll take over twenty and a half yards against the against the Jaguars. It's only minus one oh five on DK. So I dig that one there. And then and then you know what? If we're just kind of looking towards the night game, Josh Jacobs over sixty and a half rushing yards. I like that one too. Okay. I don't see it
0: out yet, but I'd be willing to do Ramondre Stevenson anytime touchdown. I yes. Think that's- I think that's probably a pretty safe one. Probably even a favorite, right? You probably may not even get plus on that. It could be like a 120 or something like that. Yeah, I think that's probably one that I would lean on if we're looking for uh, for scores. I like the Stevenson. I'll go with your Burkhead uh, call there as well. I'm trying to see if anything else is jumping out that we have available, but nothing really, nothing really looks too great. Uh, maybe Devonta Freeman, 51 and a half over. You can run on Pittsburgh, but they're just going to run with those two guys, right? So... Yeah, not like the greatest but i mean 76 yards rushing last week against the rams he had 52 just missed it against pittsburgh in week 13 could get there could get there actually went over 51 and a half so he had 52 he hit it so hit it against last time against pittsburgh hit it last week so freeman over 51 and a half could be a look-see there all right howard wide receiver we talked about it already cup and adams they have incentives that they're facing they're chasing rather adams likely to hit his cup Probably needs to play the whole game to get his. So less interested in Adams than we are Cup here at the
1: top. Less interested in Adams 100 Yeah, I'm definitely not interested in Adams. I'm definitely interested in Cup. I've got some interest in, uh, in Debo Samuel. He had a great game against the Rams uh, the last time they played. He had a rushing and a receiving touchdown in that one. Like 91 receiving yards, too. So I look at that. Like Cup, again, Cup with the props. That's definitely something. The record chasing and the incentive chasing, I think that's good, solid for him. And then Samuel at that point. And then, you know what? And listen, Justin Jefferson, what is he? He needs 124 receiving yards in order to, well, he breaks Randy Moss's Minnesota rookie receiving record. Okay. Single season, single season record, right? Single season record, yeah. But you like Cousins, right? Yeah, so how do you not love Jefferson? I'm not at 8,100.
0: I do like Jefferson, I think that's there. You good, go, I think that's a good even though they did again, they bottled him up, but you know, at Chicago, I'm not gonna hold that too far too much against him there. Let's see, not even on Cincinnati receivers with Brandon Allen going. What's our Evans prop looking at? Like he needs uh 54 yards for a thousand, Howard,
1: yeah. <laughs> He needs 54 yards for a 1,000. Tommy Brady is going to give it to him, right? He's going to give it to 7, him. 7,100 is a good number. 7,100 is a good number. It's still a little in the pricey range. It's definitely still in the pricey range, but it's a good spot to he be. He is at
0: least the definite number one, right? There's no Godwin. There's no, no Antonio Brown, so... Like, he is at least a number one receiver outside of Gronk. And actually, Coop actually was, ta- I was talking to him a little bit about this earlier. He brings up a good point about the pass rush that Carolina generates. and At times, Gronk may be asked to stay in a little bit more. I asked him about using Cameron Brait. Maybe they'd use more two tight end sets and have Brait be sort of the extra offensive lineman there. But he also likes to point out that Gronk is a pretty good blocker in his own
1: right. But again, it's Gronk's the guy who's got the records and the incentive sure. bonuses on the line this week. Yeah. No, i agree with you i think Um, tampa i think tampa can win this one regardless of gronk's blocking
0: yeah i'm with you there i too agree metcalf is almost at a thousand yards he needs 91 yards for a thousand so if you like russell wilson even with the bad year that we've all assumed metcalf has had he does have 12 touchdowns and he's nearing a thousand yards could certainly hit that at 69 I'm on Ross St. Brown, doesn't matter who the quarterback is, keeps on putting up, could have golf back and could be facing a second half skeleton crew defense for Green Bay.
1: Fine. He's a little on the uh, on the pricey
0: side nowadays. Well, I mean, deservingly so when you're going 24, 23, 26, 38 fancy points in four of the last five weeks. No, I'm sorry. I
1: thought you were talking about dimensions for the ideal girlfriend no yeah i mean listen i i think that Amon, you know and jared goff dan campbell said he's probable
0: yeah well i'm not listening to dan campbell anymore after the unleashing of deandre swift last week
1: ah it hurts doesn't it guy has a
0: 30 yard run at the end of the second half and they're like eh, that, that was enough <laughs> yeah all
1: right all right so who's the? all right so that was a ross saint brown yeah. we're in on that we're fine mm-hmm. with that Sorry, I'm just uh, I'm scrolling through here and looking for, it's not used to seeing him that pricey. I like Brandon Cooks, sure.
0: 6,300. Over 1,000 yards for Cooks. Good job this year, Cooks, man. You've had nobody at quarterback. You've been able to throw up 1,000 yards, so. Yeah. Solid. Yeah.
1: Uh, Christian Kirk, 6K? Yeah. I, I've been waffling between Christian Kirk at 6K and Darnell Mooney for 100 cheaper.
0: If they don't have running backs, I think Kirk is going to get peppered with targets.
1: I would love to see that. I would love to see that. But what did he do? What? How many targets did he see last week? Nine. Okay. He's had 12, nine, and nine the last three weeks. 12, nine, and nine. And what's, uh, what's Wesley been at? What's Antoine Wesley been at?
0: Wesley has been
1: at dun, 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 uh, five, four, and eight. Five, four, and eight. Okay. So, yeah, Kirk, obviously the number one. And Wesley's
0: just scoring the touchdowns, which obviously is more valuable, but... You know. Yeah. We can, talk, you we can th- talk about Wesley in a moment. He's 4100. We're getting down there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of uh, What do you think of Darnell Mooney?
0: Yeah, it's fine. He, again, he's. A, I like that they're in the dome, so you get more of a track meet for him. He can use his speed. He's had that connection with, generally with Fields. He's okay with Dalton, obviously, and in last week he had Foles, but, you know, he's fine. Unexciting, but fine. I think I'd rather. I think I'd rather
1: Kirk over him. Okay. All right. I can get um, behind Marquise Brown, 59. Showed up late on the injury report during the week, and now I know that the, he doesn't have a, an injury designation. But it still just kind of makes me nervous, especially if I mean this Pittsburgh. I think this Pittsburgh uh, Baltimore game is going to be like a real low score. I feel like this game could end up being a lot of a lot of field goals.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. If we're going further down, then like where are we? We're in the fifth, five K range over on DraftKings now. Then
1: I don't know, dude. I don't know. I mean, it's listen, kind of I, a wasteland. I agree. I just, you know, like yeah, Ayuk, not bad. KJ Osborne, not bad. But cool. I mean, are we really? Do we really want to lock in with these guys? Van Jefferson. What about Marquez Callaway? Right, he saw a bunch of targets this past week, and he saw some uh, some better action. He did ten targets, six catches, ninety-seven, doable. I
0: think it's doable. I'm trying to think if it's even worth going with a New England receiver. But if, like, Jacoby Myers doesn't play, you know, Kendrick Bourne's right there at 5K against Miami. Five for 76 last week against Jacksonville, maybe. Do you want to put a lot of faith in the New England passing game? Not really, but, you know, they are going to throw.
1: They are going to throw.
0: At least a little bit. They're going to throw at least a little bit. And Bourne, uh, until, has, Bourne until, has been the touchdown guy.
1: Until they pull all their starters because they see Buffalo up 31 nothing at the half.
0: Yeah, that could happen. It could happen. I don't know if it'll happen, but it could. I, mean, the, I
1: think Bill wants these guys to play. It's the Jets, dude. You think Bill, why would Bill, if Bill can't improve his seating, why does he really want, want them to play? Like, why would you risk your starters going into the playoffs? I mean, they know, played on, whole, on a meaningless I mean, they, game. They, they played Mac Jones last week in a 50-point win. Yeah, it
0: doesn't mean it's smart. Well, I'm just, he's rookie. We'll get, get the reps. Got the reps. So you would think so. Got the reps. So. All right, see, I don't mind Callaway not playing Julio Jones. Can't make me. He can't make me do it. Uh, won't do it. Not gonna do it. Uh, uh, no Emmanuel Sanders. Gabriel da- Davis is fine. I don't mind going back to Devontae Parker. Thirteen targets last week. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that.
1: I just uh, hate Tua so much. I know you do. I know you do. What did he do with his thirteen targets last week?
0: Yeah, he had four catches, but he had good against. He did good against New England earlier this year.
1: And that's the see, and there you go. But that's the problem is that Tua might give him 13 targets, but how many balls are really catchable? Like you, you could have all this delicious volume, but the bottom line is the four catches means that probably probably half a dozen of those balls are like in his general direction, but I don't necessarily know. Like he's not dropping them, and if he's dropping them. Well, then why would you want to use him anyway then? So it's either an unreliable quarterback or an unreliable wide receiver. Yeah, he's getting the volume, but, dude, Tua sucks. Tua doesn't suck. Tua but sucks. He doesn't suck. He sucks. He doesn't suck. Tell me why he's, he doesn't suck. He's not bad. Really? Yeah. Have you watched yeah. his games? Sure. He's got a I mean, 73. like, really sat and watched his games?
0: No, but I also think that he's a, a, a second-year quarterback that's getting his first full season in the NFL. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna go ahead and just count him out. He's completing over 70% of his passes most of the time, so.
1: Yeah, because he's throwing two yards to Jalen Waddle.
0: Sure, but that's the game script. It's not like <laughs> it's not because he's choosing to just check down, right? Like they're not really stretching the field for him. Same things are being said about in New England about Mac Jones, and people are flopping out about it. It's like oh they're doing all these short and yeah they're playing it safe with a young quarterback that they're trying to develop. The look what happens with like Justin Fields and all these and Trevor Lawrence and these guys when they're they're told to sort of sit in the pocket and wait for downfield plays to happen, they get hammered, they get sacked, they, the, the game's too fast for them. They got to let them develop a little bit. Play safe, check down or short and immediate routes, get the ball up quick, work on your timing, and and then develop the game in progression. So that's how I read it. I don't think too is that bad. I really I, I
1: just I haven't seen I haven't seen growth from I didn't see game to game growth from him last year and I don't see improvements from him this year on what he was doing last season. I okay. just don't see it. I just doesn't have a he doesn't have a good pocket presence. He's not a, a good scrambler either. Right? Oh, I mean
0: so, he's not supposed to really be an overly mobile quarterback. No, he's
1: not. So then if he's not a if he's you know got happy feet in the pocket and he does he's not a good pocket passer. Well then. What the fuck use is he? I,
0: I again I still think that there's some growing going on with him as somebody who last year again put into games, taken out of games, put into games, taken out of games. This season was he dealt with various injuries, were cost him games in the middle of the year. He he missed five weeks of the season. He's just maybe that's a detriment to him as well, right? Like he can't stay healthy and continue to to build off those things. He's too busy rehabbing instead of working on the things he needs to work on. That said, they're home miami flu is always in play it's week 18 well uh, i'll give a little credence there to Devontae parker all right under 4k i mean under 5k guys oh
1: you know, yeah, yeah yeah go ahead yeah uh, give us Laquan your Laquan treadwell your, yeah go ahead. give it to me go Laquan
0: Treadwell treadwell's another six for 87 that's another 14.7 fantasy points howard great how many touchdowns does he have he had 15
1: almost 15 fantasy points doesn't matter doesn't yes, matter. it does 40, at at 4, forty four hundred, he's not like. I mean, they, they, like, there's one thing. Like, if he's like a thirty eight hundred dollar, thirty eight hundred dollar guy, then okay, fine. But if there's no touchdown upside, I don't want to pay forty four hundred for this guy. He still gave you fifteen fantasy points,
0: which is more than three x current today's current price tag. So Damn. I'm fine with it. I, do I you, like you it.
1: trust surreal Grayson? No. Brashard Perriman? No. Okay.
0: Just mentioning names.
1: I mean, Grayson, he had that catch, the game-winning catch. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, he's going to be great.
0: (laughs) Well, that's the Tom Brady effect. So. I
1: guess so. That's really all that is.
0: I mean, again, it's a bunch of grossness down here. I mean, I don't know. Like (sighs) Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds. We talked about Antoine Wesley already. Like those Mm -hmm. guys are all here. Nico Collins, not great. Right? But he's still catching footballs every now and then. I don't know. Like we're in value days of week 18. None of these guys are your typical like must want to plays, but they're, they're going to be involved in the team's offense here. So
1: what about Ashton Doolin? Ashton Doolin. Is
0: anybody out for the Colts? Or are you just thinking like,
1: I'm just kind of thinking about guys who have seen red zone targets, guys who have gotten anything. I mean, no Pittman's there. Ha- we talked about Jacoby Myers.
0: What about Wilkinson last week? Two touchdowns, eight targets.
1: Yeah. Where the fuck did that come from?
0: No, he was a practice squad, and he he was cut during camp, cleared, put on the practice spot. He's been there the whole time. They, they, inact, they, they had Nikhil Harry inactive. Wilkerson <laughs> comes in, four catches, 42 yards, and two scores. You know what? Maybe. Dark throw, 3,300. Jacoby Myers is questionable. You think they could pull their starters. Well, that means Brian Hoyer, Wilkinson, or and Wilkinson for the, the second half against Miami.
1: What about Anthony Schwartz for the Browns? Case Keenum's under center. Bengals are resting all their play, all their starters. He's a good deep threat guy. Yep.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. And, and like I said, the Bengals are wrestling their
1: guys. Would that put Donovan Peoples-Jones on your radar at all? Or- I wish, but he just, I mean, have you, how many times is that guy going to drop an easy pass? Yeah. That's brutal. I'd I mean, rather... Didn't I'd OBJ rather,
0: call him, like, the
1: next thing during camp this year? He's very talented, but if you're going to drop passes like that, I watched, I, I it was like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, it was like three drop pat, like, easy drop passes for him. Mm-hmm. That could have been game-changing moments, and he just really, he just fucked it up. So, I don't know. I'd rather play the narrative of Equinemius St. Brown trying to show up little brother Amon Ra. Okay. No, I really don't want to play. I was gonna say, I don't think he's going to get on the field. So <laughs> What do you mean? Equinemius will definitely be on the field. Unfortunately, it'll be Jordan Love throwing to him.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. All right, <laughs> let, me, uh, let me ask you here. Uh, obviously, we were talking some props. This one isn't on the main slate. So, we're talking about wide receivers, but not on the main slate. Yeah, Jerry Judy
1: prompt that you're looking at. Why do we keep looking at Broncos receivers here? I just think that that it's 36 and a half receiving yards. Drew Locke is just, he's just going to throw the ball. He's okay. going to throw the ball. He's going to throw the ball heavily. I don't love, but I was looking at, at different props for, for that game. And while, yeah, I'd love to find out what Tyreek Hill's receptions prop is going to be i was just i was like wow i look at judy's numbers and it was like three catches for 60 yards last week which was kind of like his first time with drew lock this season i just I I, drew lock throws the ball a little further downfield than teddy bridgewater ever did so i just thought 36 and a half was really low
0: it is low it really is i'm not gonna argue that mike evans 72 and a half yards Yes. Again, he, he's uh, he's closing in on the hundred yards. Minus one twenty on the over there for Mike Evans at seventy two and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over uh on that one for sure.
1: Justin Jefferson needs what 124 yards to beat Randy Moss's single season record. Yeah. 96 and a half receiving yards. It's minus one fifteen on DK. I'm in on that.
0: Yep. I'll bite, I'll bite. Let's see what else do we have here. Uh Metcalf needs a hundred for a thousand. He's at fifty six and a half and minus one fifteen
1: okay i like that i like that do we say stefan diggs 73 and a half receiving yards is his yeah I got, i'm
0: ah. up to 74 and a half on him now they bumped him a, point, a yard see, i'll
1: still do it i'll still do the over on that Let's
0: see. ali camara over 32 and a half receiving yards Ooh,
1: very possible very possible
0: uh you said gabe davis right gabe davis is at thirty-eight and a half. that's one play for him
1: that is one play for him no doubt no doubt no emmanuel sanders keeps him uh on the radar that much more all right like. so those are
0: some receiving pros for receivers uh let's go over to the tight end position here howard uh you know former tight end whisperer current tight end whisperer however you want to do uh to take the title here andrews kill gronk uh, you've talked extensively about gronkowski he is he the number one for you
1: yeah gronk is i i think gronk, i think brady gets gronk his uh, his money So I'm in on that for sure. Even though Gronk Gronk had a terrible game against Carolina last time they played, it was like one catch for 23 yards. They have really good linebackers there. They do. They do. So there is a little nervousness there. I mean, Mark Andrews, I think he's in a great spot. No doubt about it. 7,500. I'd probably want to pay down further for at 63. I, I mean, Kittle's good. But Here's the thing is that Jalen Ramsey usually works the slot, right? I mean, What's to stop Ramsey? Will probably go back and forth on Debo Samuel and George Kittle the entire time, right?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: I might look a little further down, and if I'm not going to use Gronk, Dawson Knox against the Jets, I think is a uh, is fine. Zach Ertz. I know you were talking to me out of Zach Ertz last week. Dude sees mad targets there too. I wasn't talking about out of Zach Ertz. I like Zach Ertz. You you were talking to me out of Zach Ertz yesterday, last week. Who do you? Who, oh, you kept telling me to start Foster Moreau.
0: Oh, well, I wasn't talking you out of Zach Ertz, I but I did mention Foster Moreau to you, yeah.
1: No, I built a lineup, and I sent it to you, and it had Zach Ertz in there, and you were like— But I never said anything against Zacherts. You were like, dude, I think you got to get more Foster Moreau in your you lineup. I said you need
0: to get more Foster Moreau. I'm not a perfect individual, okay? <laughs> but I also <laughs> did tell everybody on the Contrarian Corner video to play Rashard Pendy and Jamar Chase. So that kind of evens it off. You only needed those two guys to cash last week, so—
1: well, why can't you give everybody else these huge smash spot plays, man? Why do you give me Foster Moreau? Hey, well, Howard, if you watched my video, I gave you those plays as well. So. I did watch your video, but you were speaking more to F.A. Nation than you were really speaking to me.
0: In our morning powwow session, I did not mention the Jamar Chase play to you. That is correct. Which, which hurts my feelings, John. That is correct. I played Jamar Chase. Played him and Rashard in all my laps. Perfect. We can find that this week, Howard. We'll find you a three-touchdown play this week.
1: Okay, uh, thank you.
0: We'll do our best. Uh, you said Gronk needs three scores, so it could very well be that.
1: Gronk does um, need three scores.
0: So he's there. for looking in the mid-tier, I like Ertz for sure. Or else, I guess. I don't know. Fryerruth, you know, so wishy-washy there. Did have the six targets, but more touchdown-dependent than anything else. Higby, maybe? I don't really generally like Higby, but, I mean, look at, uh, again, yeah. the recent performances out of him
1: have been solid. I don't like him very much. I'm I'm okay with Hooper. I was looking at Najoku first, but Najoku's hurt and he's questionable for this game. So I was eyeballing Hooper a little bit, especially with the Bengals sitting guys. Again, Braid is in play. I, I love Gronk too much to to hedge like that with Cameron Braid. You know who I like you. you you're dirt cheap pay down, dude. Who's that? John Bates. Yep. Bates Ricky Seals play. Jones is
0: out. Said so he's already out, right?
1: So yep. he's already out. Bates is gonna see all the work there and and it's the Giants and the Giants just suck at everything.
0: Yeah. I like it. What's uh what's Bates price point here?
1: Three grand. Three K. All
0: right, yep. Sign me up. I'll buy I'll bite. I'll bite into some Bates play. Let's see. Anybody else down here worth looking at?
1: I mean, if, oh, O'Shaughnessy well, is out, do we go to Luke Farrell? What's
0: gross is that Coop said Luke Farrell during the live stream as the potential guy. And I was like, who the heck is Luke Farrell? And I know he only had one catch, but I mean, like.
1: During the funny. live stream last week? Yeah. Oh, that's hysterical. Because I have, he's in the watch list. Yeah, because I said O'Shaughnessy was
0: out, Dan Arnold wasn't activated, and he's like. You know who and I was like hey, Chris Mannard's? Like who are we looking at here? He's like, hey, it could be Luke Farrell. Like when those guys were out earlier this year, look what he played. And I was like, All right, like and sure enough, like he played another like seventy two percent of the snaps again, only one catch. But New England's like one of the best teams in football against tight end. But different situation could produce a different outcome, Howard.
1: Come mm-hmm. out of here, too. Indianapolis gives up a ton of fantasy points to the, to the tight yeah, end.
0: Yeah. I told you that last week when I said it like Foster Moreau it did not work. It did not work out for us.
1: But that was next, my rationale. Damn it.
0: Listen, the process was there. I did the research. I identified the play. It's not my fault. They didn't throw to him until the last drive. of the game. And he had one catch for nine yards, but he got us on the board.
1: I guess this isn't working. There's, there seems to be some technical issue here. I can't, yeah. can't hear what you're saying. All
0: right. Any tight end props? I mean, the same thing as receiving props. Any any tight end props Just you're looking at? give me at?
1: Gronk with his 66 and a half receiving yards and let me smash the over. Okay. I was going to say. we got Actually, a... Kyle Pitts is an intriguing one, right? Because he needs like 58 yards to what's his. He's um... over 1,000 already. So is it a tight end rookie record? Yeah. Where is uh, I'm looking? It's in Coop's article. So let me find the Falcone's needs 59 yards to break the record for rookie tight end receiving yards set by Mike Ditka. There you go. He'll get that. Right? So give me Kyle Pitts receiving yards over 62 and a half. It's plus 100 on DK. Sounds good. I like it. I like it. Defenses, Howard. Defenses. I, I don't like it. Pick a defense. I don't like defense. Pick any defense. All right. Bills against the, the Jets. That's an easy one.
0: Yep. All
1: right. What do, you um, th- what, do you, what do
0: you think about the Texans at home against the Titans?
1: I like the Texans at home. Texans have what like fifth most takeaways
0: in the league? They have 17 interceptions, 31 sacks, and eight fumble recoveries. Howard. No. So I like I don't mind the Texans at all. If you're out of play, you know, like it could certainly get there. Cleveland against Brandon Allen is twenty six hundred dollars.
1: Yes. Yes. I like that. A brand it's it's against Brandon Allen and like everybody like uh, you'll get Jamar Chase. So that he can like get his 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 hit his milestone or his record or whatever he was right he's like forty five yards away from something yeah he'll get his like early on and then they'll just get him the fuck off the field <laughs> right and then yeah Cleveland will just smack the crap out of him so yeah I like the Cleveland D as well
0: yeah so uh, those are the spend downs I think that we're gonna take some dart throws on uh for looking at spend ups you've already said the Bills Colts yeah Colts for Jackson was a good one.
1: Saints you like Washington again I like I was just gonna say the Washington football team,
0: right, like their defenses sucked, but the the I was dumbfounded by the play calling by the Giants last week, Howard. they like ran the ball the first like thirty plays of the game, like
1: yeah, like they were it was like Belichick going up against the bills
0: Glennon's Glennon was one for two with a pass to Booker as his only completion, and then Booker and Barkley had like. 21 total carries. Yeah. I was like, why aren't they throwing the football? They're down like three scores. Like what is happening here?
1: Meanwhile, can't get Kevin Stefanski to give Nick Chubb a fucking carry.
0: I know. You're run first team. Yeah. <laughs> you have an injured
1: quarterback. It's unbelievable, <laughs> man. It's unflippin' believable. Yeah, team, teams are on crack.
0: All right, so that's going to wrap up here week 18. Did uh, you
1: build a lineup?
0: Yes. Let me hear it. All right, hold on. I, I got I when I was looking, I hate that DraftKings does this. DraftKings logs you out when you look at their sports book. And it's frustrating to me. And it it got rid of my lineup. So did you build a lineup, Howard? Not rebuild
1: my lineup? No, it's okay. Here you go. I'm going back to the well. Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, right? Boom, boom, boom. Deonta Foreman there is my pay down running back. I got Diggs, Mooney, and Wesley at wide receiver. I got Gronk as my tight end. I'm flexing with John Bates because I really need that salary saved. And the Browns defense. I don't love this lineup, not by a long shot here. (laughs) But I tell you what, man, like that's the problem when you try to get like Camara at 8,300 and Diggs at 7,800 into your fucking lineup.
0: It is. Yeah, that's that's heavy. All right, here we go. I got Kirk Cousins. I got Ramondre Stevenson. I got Dante Foreman. I got Justin Jefferson. I got Amon Ross St. Brown. I have Mike Evans as my three wide receivers, so we're, we're spending okay. receivers. We got Bates as the tight end because uh, we talked about it. I got the Browns defense, uh, and I got $4,700 for a flex here, Howard. Let me see what we got. Do you like— $4,700 for a flex. Do you like Jamison Crowder? No injury designation? No, not particularly. All right. Lacan Treadwell, $4,400, my boy. We'll throw there them. you go. I there mean, go. come on. That's, that's your go. boy. I got to go out on my shield here. Lacan Treadwell, touchdown, guaranteed. Put it in your book. And Pemba special, Treadwell finds the end zone this week against the Colts at home. All uh, right. Now,
1: to see, now that's a mic drop moment on the podcast. Yeah.
0: We'll, maybe we'll talk to you again. I don't know if we're going to do a playoff podcast or not, Howard, but we'll, we'll leave the people guessing, I guess. <laughs>
1: yes, let's leave the people <laughs> guessing. That's and, what
0: we'll do. Uh, we'll talk to you when we talk to you, folks. See you later.